From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, Welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. That piece of audio was from earlier today at the White House when Joe Biden was asked by reporters about the situation that recently happened in Russia with the Wagner group, a group of mercenaries who were trying to uh, overthrow the Russian government and go after Vladimir Putin. Now, It was already bad enough, already bad enough, that Biden uh, was essentially a mess. But my question would be, uh, I'm sorry, sir, but when were the Russians ever in Iraq fighting? I mean, I'm sure he meant to say Ukraine, but remember, this is Joe Biden's brain that we're talking about here. I mean, this is the same Joe Biden who recently, uh, just just days ago, vowing more climate action by 2020 during a trip to California. I'm like, okay, you do realize you are three years behind the time, sir? I mean, this is supposed to be the person that in 2020... uh, the woke, the weak, and the Weasley thought, oh, he's so moral. Yeah, and I bring it up a lot because I want all the woke Christians to know how wrong you were and how much you really need to get some serious uh, upgrades in judgment and discernment because it, because in part because of you, not all, but the anti-Trump Christians Uh, as well as other, the usual anti-Trump suspects. Uh, Yeah, you screwed the pooch. Just face it and deal with it. But anyway, before we get on to other news of the day, I just wanted to at least let y'all know, um, I'm sorry there was no episode Monday or Tuesday. I'm afraid I was under the weather a bit, and I do apologize for that. Uh, it wasn't fun, and I hated being away uh, from doing the show, but I wanted to make sure that you, the members of the In Black and Right Coalition, had me at my best. So I do apologize for that, but I'm doing a lot better. I'm doing a lot stronger, feeling better, and now we're back at it. And speaking of back at it, before again, before we get into the real fun, uh, you can email us in black and right at gmail.com or check out our website in black well folks now that we're talking news about biden and we've certainly have seen a lot going on with the biden crime family but my 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 goodness it 
I, I'm watching, I'm looking at this story from yesterday in the Gateway Pundit, breaking news. The headline, another Hunter Biden WhatsApp message to Chinese CF, CEFC associate. Quote, the Bidens are the best I know at doing what the chairman wants. Unquote. Now, it's already bad enough. We've gotten the IRS whistleblower and all the receipts he brought to the House Ways and Means Committee, but apparently it was just only the tip of the iceberg. Oh, mercy. Uh, just this little section from the Gateway Pundit story, which is up now on inblackandright.net, right on the homepage, if you want to read it, read it in its entirety. But just this little section tells me enough. Another, from the story, another Hunter Biden WhatsApp message was released by the House Oversight Committee on Tuesday. In a WhatsApp exchange dated August 3rd, 2017, Hunter Biden told CEFC associate Gong Wendong, quote, the Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants from this partnership, end quote. Now, the chairman that was mentioned in there is a is, is someone named Ye Jiang Ming, a Chinese billionaire tied to a CCP intelligence gathering agency. Uh, Ye, Ye Zhang Ming is presumed dead after he quote unquote disappeared. Now, oh man, that right there. I'm like, my lord, people, are you kidding me? Oh, he's so moral. He's much more moral than Trump, and he doesn't do mean tweets. Well, I'm willing to bet you want your dang... I'm willing to bet you'll deal with mean tweets if you don't have to pay all this money for gas, food, housing, and all the other things that are still going up because inflation hasn't really slowed down. Forget what the feds say. They've risen interest rates, God knows how many times I've lost track. And it's like, no, we're not in the best shape here, folks. Now, along that very same line, uh, taking a look at my Twitter feed, um, <clears throat> uh, that uh, from uh, Benny Johnson, who apparently Tucker Carlson Mr. Megastar has speculated and put out there that California Governor Gavin Grusom Newsom will replace Biden as the 2024 nominee. I don't know how Tucker came to that, but he put it out there uh, on his uh, Twitter cast. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is wild. I mean, not at least for myself, it's not unusual because, well, then people are going to ask, well, what about Kamala Harris? And I simply say, what about her? I mean, she's a mess. She is an absolute full-blown mess. I mean, my goodness. She was just rated the worst vice president ever by in a poll done by, wait for it, NBC News. 
NBC News came up with this. You know, not Fox, not, you know, Rasmussen, not, a, not Morning Consult. It's NBC News. <laughs> oh my gosh, it, it's a crack up. It is a full-blown, full-grown crack up. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. It's insane. So, this whole thing with the Biden crying family, you've got the whistleblower, uh, actually two IRS whistleblowers, who have corroborated each other's story that Merrick Garland, the Darth Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, essentially threw all kinds of monkey wrenches into David Weiss's investigation of Hunter Biden. And also, it also threw a monkey wrench in the IRS's investigation as well. So, yeah, Merrick Garland, as, as squirrely and weaselly as he is, um, he's, he's looking pretty bad here because the IRS whistleblowers are, they're singing like Andrea Bocelli and it is wild. So now you've got two high rank, I mean, these aren't, you know, just your basic infantry grunt level guys. You're talking senior officials in the IRS who are telling y'all, hey, uh, this is a mess. And we have prosecutors who were throwing the monkey wrench in it and then we couldn't conduct our investigation. So that's going to be an ongoing saga of uh, who's uh, messing with who here. Because frankly, the, whistle, the IRS whistleblowers have a heck of a lot more credibility than Merrick Garland has on his best day. So this is going to be interesting to see what happens with uh, the Ways and Means Committee, what's going on with Comer and the Oversight Committee, to find out what other little secrets and lies that are being told about Hunter Biden. And plus, the fact that you've got Hunter Biden, after that sweetheart plea deal that he got, and now he showed up last weekend uh, with, uh, at the state dinner for Prime Minister Modi of India, and schmoozing with all kinds of people there, including Merrick Garland. Oops. Now, even Jen Psaki, you know, Peppermint Patty, uh, even said on MSLSD that optically that wasn't a good look. I'm like, you think? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you think so, Jen? <laughs> Love it absolutely positively love it <laughs> oh but this is definitely going to be one of those to be continued kind of a thing and that's okay i'm totally cool with it but in more interesting news and since we seem to be in politics what in the sam hell's going on with kevin mccarthy the speaker of the house hmm now, this just draws, this makes me really feel vindicated because this story, uh, again, now Kevin McCarthy appeared on CNBC's Squawk Box, 
just yesterday, and he made the assertion that Trump might not be the strongest GOP candidate. And I'm like, why? I, I, wait a minute. I, and I had to reread this. I said, wait a minute, did he just say that? Because if he did, and, and I heard the re, and I heard the video replay, I said, what in the Sam hell is wrong with him? Uh, Trump is not only the strongest candidate for the Republicans. I mean, doesn't doesn't Kevin McCarthy read the freaking polls? Trump is kicking butt everywhere, everywhere. In Iowa for the caucuses, in New Hampshire for the first primary, which, by the way, uh, the Democrats are skipping New Hampshire as the first primary. I don't know what they expect uh, from that, but still, Trump everywhere. Trump, Trump, Trump. Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, heck, even down here in Florida, uh, where he's well ahead of well, Governor DeSantis by an awful lot. I mean, depending upon the poll that you look at, it could be 20, 30, even 40 points right now with Trump. And all these others who are running are pretty much, they're running for either vice president or maybe a cabinet position in the new administration. But if any of them really believe that Trump is not going to be the nominee, you're smoking something. I mean, I mean, are you are you just smoking some smoking crack or whatever? Because Trump, right now, you know, if you had the if you have the Iowa caucuses and all the primaries, I mean, I fully expect Trump to be, you know, pretty much officially the nominee by Super Tuesday next year. I'm going, uh, and what is, what does Kevin McCarthy hope to gain from this? Because Donald Trump, during the 15-rounder to make, uh, to elect McCarthy as speaker, he did, Trump did his work behind the scenes to help McCarthy. And this is what McCarthy and this is what Trump gets for backing McCarthy as speaker. This wishy-washy, oh well, I'm not sure he's the strongest candidate. I mean, did the did the donors that you were meeting up meeting with up in New York tell you this? Did they tell you to say this? Because frankly, this is exactly why the grassroots, MAGA, uh, America First, whatever banner you want to wave and or stand under, they know you're a swamp creature and you've proven it an awful lot recently uh, with the two with the debt ceiling deal and so much more. This is ridiculous. I mean, absolutely straight up ridiculous. Trump is the strongest candidate. He's beating even Biden in polls by what? Six, maybe seven points, depending upon the poll. But to, 
to say something like that just makes me wonder. Okay, now, oh, now of course, if McCarthy uh, wants to uh, really show his disloyalty to Trump, he is going to essentially have to endorse one of the other uh, also rans and all the other. I mean, including my governor DeSantis uh, as well. You know, Pence, Haley, uh, Christie, whatever. So, yeah. So go right ahead, there, uh, Mr. Speaker. You go ahead and diss Trump, diss him at your own risk. He is clearly the front runner. And yeah, to say that he's not the strongest candidate? No, swamp creature, you've shown your true colors again. And this is why I can assure you, if by some miracle that the Republicans keep the House, I really don't think you're going to be Speaker again, sir, because... When Trump gets back in the White House, he's going to need somebody he can work with. Because all you establishment types have done is screw over the grassroots, the people in your respective districts who did things like put out yard signs, make phone calls, put out door hangers. They campaigned for you. And what do you do, you establishment whack jobs? You screw your base. You screw your constituents. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be nice about it. You people are swine. Establishment swine. Now, if you got a problem with what I just said, too bad, but it's people like you that made me turn into an independent. Because, frankly, the Uniparty just ain't getting it done. And I want to decide on people who will actually stand up for Americans, who will actually stand up for the working men and women of this country. Because some of the job, a lot of you establishment types in the GOP have doing a pretty lousy job of it. A very lousy job. So yeah. So the heck with y'all. And the heck with McCarthy. Ugh. That just makes me ill Ugh, makes me ill again, and I don't really want to uh, get into that again. But but as we're approaching next week, Fourth uh, of July, and we'll be doing a Fourth of July special on the uh, we're in black and right. But there are some things that I definitely uh, stories that make me really wonder what the heck's going on. I mean, we have a very wackadoodle government and others who seem to want to tell you, hardworking American patriots, that you need to just sit down, shut up, and we're going to do whatever the heck we want, and we'll stomp on you like a bug. Case in point, story out of Montana. Now, some of y'all have recently heard about a gun store owner in Great Falls, Montana, who was raided by armed, I mean armed, and armored up IRS agents 
not ETF, but the IRS. This is where all those all that money for those 87,000 armed agents is going. Now, before I get too deep into this, and I just want to play the response of uh, Montana Congressman Matt Rosendale from the 2nd Congressional District of Montana and his conversation with Steve Bannon of the War Room. And Congressman Rosendale explained what the real deal is and why is the IRS doing this to a to a owner of a gun shop. So here we go, um, Congressman Rosendale. This is a major problem, Steve, and thank you for having me on here. Uh, they sent 20 armed IRS agents and only one ATF agent. And uh, the, the store owner, Tom Van Hoos, I, I stopped by the store two days after the raid and asked him what was going on, see if I could help out. And he said, actually, the ATF agent was the one who was the uh, most polite and professional of the group. Uh, while the IRS agents didn't destroy anything, he said they combed through all of his records. And what they took were records that, first of all, had no financial information on them whatsoever. And by the law, they are not supposed to take anyway. And this is the crux of the problem that we face in America right now. We have a lot of these alphabet agencies doing things that they are not authorized to do, and they're going around the statute. They're using rules that have been imposed by the Biden administration, and they're having a complete disregard for the statute. And, and so people are losing confidence in the institutions. So what they confiscated were cases, about 12 cases, of what they call the 4473 forms. Okay, the IRS took the 4473 forms that had no financial information on them whatsoever. Basically, they're a bunch of personal information that you fill out when you're purchasing a firearm to declare that you're not a violent criminal, that you're not a felon, and, and, and here again lies another problem. Once you fill that out and you go through what's called the NICS system, that information should be gone, purged, and, and it is the kind of collection of data that gun rights to a people like myself and like yourself and like many folks across the country and certainly across the state of Montana have said we shouldn't have that information just lying around and available for these federal agencies to start creating some kind of a database. They collected these cases. There were 13,473 forms uh, contained within them that now the IRS has. Who knows what they're doing with them? I have to expect that they're uh, that they're copying that information, that they're creating their database, so that they can start cross-referencing this information with whatever else information that they have. And I'm sorry, but conservatives across the country have been targeted. This is not theoretical, as you say. There's not conspiracy theories. There's conspiracies. And we have been targeted, and for the IRS to confiscate this information and to retain it, I'm working with the Attorney General right now to make sure that we can get it returned to its rightful place. And then what we're doing legislatively, just so everyone knows that, that, that those of us are, that are in a position to do something aren't asleep at the wheel, we're looking at uh, defunding the aspects of the IRS that gives them the ability to be weaponized. 
They are a, a financial institution. They are the collection agency for the federal government. They do not need to be armed, and certainly not with ARs. And the other thing that we're looking at is to go back to the statute that was created so that these 4473s uh, are filled out and make sure that the ATF rule, which, which mandates that this information is retained by the gun stores, as long as that store is open and in operation, that we have to limit the amount of time that they're required to retain that. I'm trying to work with law enforcement right now to figure out how far back that we can reduce that down. Can it be six months? Can it be one month? Can it be a year? Whatever, to make sure that, that we do not leave that information lying around so that it's subject to out-of-control, zealot agencies picking it up. Okay, folks. Thank you, Congressman Rosendale. This is something that is very, very important because as we're getting close to July 4th and celebrating American independence, we have to understand patriots, Christians, conservatives, Trump supporters, what have you, Second Amendment folks, this is just one aspect, one aspect of how this crazy, overreaching, deep state, the deep administrative state, is going after your constitutional rights and civil liberties. This is just only one way. Now, another story along that same line, uh, except it's not with the Second Amendment. This is now the First Amendment. This is crazy. Headline from Just the News. Library Group's Intellectual Freedom director tells libraries how to censor Christian story hours. Okay, here we go. Subheadline. ALA's Library Bill of Rights states meeting rooms for such events should be provided to the public regardless of the beliefs or affiliations of individuals or group requesting their use. Okay, here we go, folks. Now, it's already bad enough. This month, we've had to deal with nothing but pride this, pride that. You had Joe Biden having the unmitigated freaking gall to hang a trans flag over the White House in between two American flags, which is a humongous slap in the face, as well as a violation of the flag code. No, that ain't cool. Then, of course, you had the freakazoids on the south lawn of the White House. Uh, some woman, or some, or is trying to be a woman, you know, uh, you know, basically flashed and danced, and all these other people. It's like, I'm like, hello, you're having almost a dang freaking orgy on that on the south lawn of the White House. And what's even crazier? I mean, sure, we're talking about drag queen story hours, but even the most recent Pride Parade in New York City featured a chant that went, we're here, we're queer, we're coming after your children. That right there, uh, and, and believe me, folks, take them at their word, okay? Take them at their word. 
because they will come for your kids. And now you have librarians, librarians acting no better than fascists, Marxists, socialists, whatever, and some great arbiter of, of free speech. Now, folks, I'm just, I'm probably going to make some folks mad, but you know, I don't really care because you have to understand, folks, you have to understand public libraries are funded by public money. Okay, they are. As such, now the library in the town I live in gets its money from the county, the city. I mean, they get it from public sources. But wherever you get it from, it's public money. It's taxpayer money. And therefore, taxpayers of a community do have a say in how this is done. And to, hey, you can use it for this, you know, other events, but to simply say that you're trying to openly censor Christians from having library time, but yet the drag queens can just come on in and do whatever they want to and let it all hang out. Folks, no. If a public library is getting public money, then it has to deal with community standards. If there's a majority of people who don't like the idea of pornographic material, sexually explicit material, highly inappropriate as hell for kids, then they should have a right to say it. But if you're going to say, okay, we're going to let all the drag queens in, but we're not going to let the Christians in, uh-uh. Nope, doesn't work that way because the same people who vote for funding for libraries are the same group of people who can take away that funding because you are not censors. You are not censors. You're not. The First Amendment still has a say-so. If you want to put all that pornographic material, you know, have drag queen story hours, why don't you just find an adult bookstore? Find an adult bookstore because an adult bookstore is a private enterprise. It doesn't receive public money. And yes, they can, they can scream and parents can scream and yell and do all that, you know, uh, but they're not going to support a, they're not going to support it. It's, they're just not going to support this stuff being done in a public library with public money. So you're just going to have to get used to it. All you wackadoodles and wackadoodle librarians, sorry, I'm not going to be, well, sorry, not sorry, because you have a, if you're getting public money, you have a responsibility for the public trust. And if you take that and ruin it, well, you know, hey, life's tough. You're going to get backlash. And for this library association to try to give you nice little ways to dance around this and censor people. These people, uh-uh, no. It's, it's worse in some cases than what happened with Walensky of the CDC having phone calls with uh, Randy Weingarten, the head of the teachers' union. It was so damn inappropriate, I don't even know where to start. 
I mean, you want to talk about conflict of interest? What is a public health director doing in cahoots with the most wackadoodle, way out there, radical as all get out, teachers union in the country? Hmm? I mean, come on. This is an incestuous relationship if ever I've seen one. And, oh, my Lord. So, yeah, we've got problems here. We have problems in our country. We need to basically, hey, wake up, folks. The price of freedom is eternal vigilance. To Christians, to patriots, to conservatives, uh, what have you. If you believe in the Constitution and, civil, and your civil liberties should not be infringed with, you need to, it, it's time to step up. Wake up and stay at, well, as to borrow from Steve Bannon, watch the ramparts, man the ramparts, the watchman on the wall, whatever term you wish to use. It's time because this is what the 4th of July, the Independence Day, is to remind us of what it took, what it still is taking, all of us, um, you know, the story of Benjamin Franklin and the lady that he ran into. It's like, what kind, of what kind of government have you given us? We have given you a republic if you can keep it. This is the if you can keep it phase. So as we're going into the fourth Independence Day next week, remember that. This is the if you can keep it. And it's going to require action, not sort of be reactionary, be proactive and stop this. Because if we don't stand up now, well, we're just going to get stomped by these people and they will not care. It's that simple. And oh boy. So simply just stay alert, stay on the wall and watch because if we're not ready to push back we're going to get pushed over and that's not exactly what i would call uh, something i'm really into so my friends with that being said i'm just going to call it a day thank you so much i'm glad to be back i'm glad i'm feeling better and yes we're going to keep going and keep going and i will see you good folks tomorrow as always, let your friends know you can subscribe to our audio podcast. We're on all platforms. Just simply follow, subscribe, get notified when new episodes are available because I don't plan on slowing down anytime soon. So take care for now. God bless you, everybody. And as always, patriots come in all colors.